Hey, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative and welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast. Honoring 25 years of Adobe Audition, in this series of 25 episodes, I will interview power users of this awesome audio editing software. We'll reminisce back to the Cool Edit Pro days, through to the introduction of multi-track editing, and bring you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC and features like the Essential Sound Panel. This show is brought to you by the awesome Audio Gear Giveaway. If you'd like the chance to win my perfect Audio Creator Studio setup, head over to mrc.fm slash win and enter now. There will be mini prize draws every month with the final gear giveaway taking place at the end of September. That's mrc.fm slash win for a chance to win. Good luck. My guest on this show is Mike Murphy. He's an online tutorial maker who helps people to figure things out. Doesn't matter what you're using, uh, particularly if you're using the Adobe Creative Cloud. Uh, His channel on YouTube is is full of different Adobe Creative Cloud tutorials, including After Effects, Audition, InDesign, Lightroom, Photoshop, After Effects, Premiere, and more. He lives in Naples. Florida, and his business is Mike Murphy LLC. Uh, He's also got a podcast as well. So he's a podcaster. Mike Murphy Unplugged started in September 2015. It's now up to uh, around 140 episodes at the time of recording this show. And it documents Mike's journey of building an online business and personal brand uh, that teaches others how to podcast and create content. It's an absolute delight, Mike, to have you on the show. It is an honor to be here, Mike. Awesome. So, Mike, let's get into the the audio space. specifics of this. Let's find out how you're using Adobe Audition. My primary method is definitely for my weekly podcast, which is Mike Murphy Unplugged. It's a solo show, so it's just me, pretty basic, but that is how I'm mostly using Audition. Um, the other way that I really use it, I make a lot of tutorials. I think you <laughs> you know that, that route of using it. Um, I'm really into teaching other people how to use it, mostly beginners. Um, and then the third thing I use it for all the time is just doing music for videos. Um, I do a lot of video creation. So anytime I'm mixing down audio for um, videos, audition is the place I go. So nice. So multiple different use cases there. So obviously you've been, um, you've been creating and, and producing online for a while. Uh, you have a particular interest in audio. I can, I can see and hear and, and tell that. So I'm, I'm curious over the time you've been making these tutorials and also listening to the advice of others, if you could single out some of the best audio advice you've had, uh, what would that be? Very simply, the best advice I got was use your ears. And it sounds pretty cliche in that, but it literally, when I first started podcasting, I wanted to turn on every knob and I was, you know, thought that I had to do everything to make it sound good. You know, you had to use this, had to use this. And somebody who was really good and somebody I really respected just said, trust your ears. And I kind of stuck to that. If you don't need to use a filter and effect, don't use the filter effect. And uh, it just put a lot of, it took a lot of pressure off me where I was like, I don't have to do it if I don't have to do it. So that was, that was real simple, but it really, really stuck with me. Exactly. Because you can feel pressurized at times that, yeah, oh my goodness, you know, I've got to sound like a professional radio station. I've got to, you know, roll on more bass and I've got to put like two or three different compressors on and stuff. But like you say, just keep it simple. And I'm, I'm looking forward and trust your ears. I'm looking forward later on in the show to actually asking more about some of your favorite uh, features. And maybe you've got some, some techniques or some processes that you'll be able to share with us later on. But first of all, I would really like to start by, by looking at your past and a little bit into your future as well. Uh, but let, let's start with the past and the projects you've worked on. Uh, so perhaps you can give us uh, a really 
challenging project that you have worked on yourself? And, and what was the challenge and the tough bit of that particular project? I could actually lump it together to pretty much every freelance job that I've ever had re- involving audio. Um, I didn't set out to be a podcast producer. Um, I would say my first podcasting project that I got, I was handed a mess of clips. And basically the audio was tinty, it was really hollow. There was noises of all sorts throughout. I mean, it sounded terrible. And of course they wanted NPR finish. Um, and I just had to piece all this together. It, you know, it was a typical creative freelancer job. I, I, anyone who does freelance and is a creative knows I charge for probably two hours worth of labor. I put in at least 20 hours. Um, but, you know, I promised them that I would deliver something. And, you know, I, it was a super big challenge. I've done a few freelance jobs and they've all sort of had that same. Yeah, I find them really challenging because I really I know they want it to come back sounding good and I know I can do it if I put in the time. So um, I've decided that that is not the route I wanted to take in the podcast world, <laughs> editing other people. But um, I just I find it really challenging, I think, to do other people's work um, most like or you know, I would say as a, as a general thing. Yeah. What's the most challenging thing you find uh, to remove from audio? So is it is it like background noise, wind noise? Is it hiss? Is it uh, the reverb or echo in a room? What, what would you say is the most challenging thing to actually get out of a piece of audio if it's given to you in a rough format? And I don't call myself like a restoration master by any means. Like I really just kind of, you know, try different things. But I think the static, you know, like the little the digital noise, I haven't really found a way to, to get that like a clean workflow. It's really just a matter of trying to fine tune and, you know, just find the right frequency and pick stuff out. Oftentimes there's certain noise like that static that you might get from like the interference or whatever that ends up, you just try to get a little bit better than what it sounds like. I can never get it super clean. Um, I don't have any of the, like the heavy duty plugins, you know, to really do the clean thing, which I think would help in a lot of cases, but I'd say that static is the thing that gets me the most. Okay, so we've looked at some of your challenging projects you've worked on, particularly, you know, working with other podcasters in particular and and helping them to get their sound right. Now let's look towards your future, Mike. Uh, So you're creating uh, in most of the creative cloud, you're doing all kinds of creative work. But is there one cool thing maybe you can mention right now, perhaps something you haven't even told anyone about yet uh, that you would look forward to or you would really like to work on in the future? Well, I'm really, uh, there's a weight on my shoulder of creating a lot of these little small, almost like vlog style videos that document how I do things and how I create content and how I podcast, you know, just sort of a cool visual, but with a little bit of a, you know, inspirational, almost educational sort of vibe to them. Um, But just really short form, but interesting, you know, almost like commercials, but related to podcasting, I think is or just content creation in general, using audio, recording audio. Um, I'm really obsessed with trying to get stuff like that out. Um, They just, my time just ends up getting eaten up by other projects. Um, And then the other thing that I'm really obsessed about or trying to figure out a way to do it is um, I make a lot of daily tutorials and I want to take those and move those into more of an audio format um, where they're either bundled podcasts or daily tips um, to use as something like for an Alexa skill, perhaps um, just creating a daily, a daily helpful tip for podcasters and creators. That's something that I'm really trying to figure out a, you know, a good workflow to, 
to create. So, yeah, definitely because the the proliferation of all these smart speakers now they're everywhere, aren't they? Have you got an Alexa and a Google Home at your place? Yep, and I turned it off before this because uh, it's one of, it's one of my tips. If you're listening, turn off your Alexa before an interview because it goes off when you don't want it to. Uh, yeah, I I didn't think I'd want it, but I have to say that I have. I've taken to Alexa and I find her quite helpful. Yeah. It's it's scary like how easy it is now just to rely on talking to either Alexa or or Google Home just to get the answers you need. And and like you say, the the tips you need, the the, the daily tips or your... news content, whatever that might be, whether that might be related to audio or if you want to keep up with current affairs or something else. So very cool indeed. Um, so let's let's talk more about audio in your childhood and growing up, Mike. So um, uh, I'm curious to know what it was for you. Obviously, you play with a lot of creative things. So you're working in video and, and you know, Photoshop, you're working with graphic design as well. But audio, I, I can see and hear that it's, it's clearly a passion of yours. So I'm curious as to when that passion started in your childhood. What was that moment in your childhood that maybe one memory you have in particular around audio, creating audio before all of these DAWs existed, no doubt. Um, what was that for you and, and how did it start your journey with audio? I have been obsessed with music and audio since uh, as long as I can remember. Just uh, real popular music, any kind of music. I've just always had this sort of a musical soul or, you know, just something has always gravitated towards that. I can remember calling into the radio stations, like it was the biggest thrill of mine to call in, like the all request hour to request a song and then hear your voice coming back on the radio. I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Um, And then I can remember like my first concert, The Who, uh, I was really into the British invasion if you, um, for you. And uh Ever since I went to live concerts, I mean, I was totally hooked, but I was fascinated by the big soundboards. I mean, I couldn't get my eyes off that. I never knew how they worked. You know, I was like, thought it was amazing, but um, I just was always gravitated towards like the sounds, the center of the stage or the center of the you know the person running the soundboard. Um, you know, I never went into that as a field. You know, it was kind of almost a regret of mine not to really pursue that because I was always fascinated by it. But um, yeah, as long as I can remember, audio was, you know, just recording little tracks. You know, the first time I plugged in my guitar to a little four track, I was, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know. Um, So it's never left me. That's kind of why I started the podcast was just this need to play with audio gear. That's really cool. So a, a musical soul. And I like your story there about calling in to the, re- the radio request line and getting on the air. Uh, it's interesting how that's a moment where you call in and like you say, there's either a delay or they record it onto a bit of tape and then play it back in between the songs. So was that ever an interest of yours to, to work in radio or have you ever worked in radio or did, that, uh, did you follow that at all or has it just been exploring audio through your life and then eventually this podcasting thing came along and fantastic. Now I can get my message out there. How did that develop for you? Yeah, I've never worked in radio. Definitely obsessed by it. Like I was really into the radio stations and kind of the whole thing. Like I really thought it was cool. Um, And then uh, I think audio recording, like music became something that I was just kind of interested in, but never pursued it. I traveled with the Grateful Dead a lot. I saw a lot of Grateful Dead shows and um, they had a recording section. So I would always just kind of talk with the people and figure out like what microphones. I didn't know anything really, but I was just really fascinated by it. And, you know, I started listening to podcasts from the very beginning. I was like 
just a regular listener. And then when I kind of thought about it, I was like, it's like the perfect fit for me. Like I kind of, I'm solo. I, you know, I kind of like the independent thing. I was like, what are you doing? Just start a podcast. And so I did, you know, that was really the basics of it that I had a lot to share. Um, tech stuff. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to start a podcast. It's a perfect fit. That's it. And it, it is so easy now to start a podcast, low barrier to entry. Uh, you can get in there, you can talk about something you're passionate about. And it, unlike radio, where you have to like prove it's going to have mass appeal to a wide audience, uh, you can talk about anything. So it's really interesting. I mean, I'm interested to hear, Mike, what your some of your favorite podcasts are um, that you listen to on a regular basis. What have you got in, inside your podcast uh, app? Back to the interview in a moment. But if you want to win my perfect audio creator setup head over to mrc.fm slash win my god in the last like two months i've been almost non-content consuming it's sort of been weird the more i podcast the more i create content the less i'm consuming anything i'm just i feel like i'm just um you know i i listen to some of the big ones like um you know i was listening to radio lab for a while i really like stuff like how to make it you know like the uh um, the M- NPR one, the the way they did it, or I can't remember the name right now. Uh, put me on the spot. Um, like how we built this is is one of those type things. Like how you build a business. Everything I've ever listened to podcasts is basically related to some sort of. I need to educate myself for the most part. Like I don't listen to the storytelling ones. Um, I listen to serial and all that. That was great, but um, I'm really always kind of maximizing my education, <laughs> like consuming knowledge. Um, yeah, Radio Lab. Um, how I built this. The I, I guess I listen to the Mike Rowe podcast. Um, I I find that interesting storytelling. Um, I I jump around a lot, but right now there's not a lot on my mix. I would say um, I've been really kind of in grind mode of creating my own content. If you must know the truth. That's good. No, that's a good thing. Definitely. And I like what you mentioned there, that it's a fantastic way of cramming knowledge into you while you're doing other things. You're always learning on on the go. So yeah, podcasting, not only creating, but also listening. Brilliant, brilliant thing. So let's dive. Now we've, we've had a look at, at you, some of the advice you've received over the years, um, your challenges, your future hopes. Uh, we've looked at your childhood memories around audio uh, through radio and into podcasting. And uh, now I'm really keen to dive into Adobe Audition as we are celebrating this year 25 years, the 25th birthday of Adobe Audition. Can you believe that? Congratulations. Awesome. Awesome. That's really cool stuff. And I'm curious to hear, um, this is this is an amazing thing because there are so many different features in this software, but if Mike, you had to pick one favorite feature in Adobe Audition, what would it be for you? I think right now I'm going to have to go with the remix feature. Um I just thought Remix was just like, I can't tell you how helpful it's been to me. I hope everybody uses it. Um, if you make any type of video, you need to learn about Remix. Um, I just find it so awesome to be able to basically make the audio exactly the length that I need it to. And I tend to use it, you know, whenever I'm creating any type of video that has music or anything that I really want it to sync in. Um I'm going to go with that as my my numero uno feature besides all the other greatness that it has to offer. So Very cool. And for someone listening now 
who's never heard of Adobe Audition Remix. Can you explain in a, in a brief uh, few sentences what exactly it does? Well, you basically do it in the multi-track and you can really just, you can tell it how long you want to clip. So if you have a clip of music that you're trying to maybe match to the video that you're working on, you know, like maybe your video is a minute long and you have a clip that's, you know, two minutes long, but you want it to sync in nice or whatever, you can tell it, you can basically just set the time that you want it to go for that song and Adobe Audition is going to cut it up and makes these little zigzags. It looks like it's cutting it up, but you cannot tell the difference. You can't tell where it makes the cuts. In most cases, it's nearly perfect. And then your clip will come out exactly the length that you want it to. You know, sometimes there's a couple of seconds here and there, so you have to play with that. But other than that, it's just an amazing, amazing way of getting the audio to match whatever you're trying to do. So Adobe Audition Remix. Um, now, obviously, you teach uh, online in your video tutorials some amazing workflows and time-saving shortcuts inside Adobe Audition. So I'm really curious uh, if there are any that you could share with us now, Mike, on this show. All right. I'm going to go uh, Command Backspace, an underrated shortcut. Um, that just basically resets the panel or the timeline, um, which is something that anyone who works in, you know, any type of timeline, linear ed- non-linear editor kind of thing becomes a mess. Command backspace is something I use all the time and I don't really see hear a lot of people talking about it. It just resets your timeline back to like the 100% view. I love that. Um, tapping zero to nine, jumping back between the waveform view and multi-track, just a really simple shortcut I use all the time. And then the other big time saver, the essential sound panel. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the essential sound panel is like cheating. Um, and I absolutely love it. I I see that as replacing Auphonic. When I was lazy or didn't want to like take the time, I would often upload for Auphonic. And I would usually say it was for research purposes. So I know how all the tools work. Um, but I always felt a little bit guilty for not going through my process. Essential sound panel. I have a preset called Mike. I touch it. I add it to my podcast at the end. And I'm pretty much have all the processing I need. I love it. So that is my time saver, the Essential Sound Panel. If you're not using it, I'd suggest checking it out. That's a really good one. Yeah, definitely the Essential Sound Panel, which, uh, like you say, it does everything for you. It has, um, I believe, a preset in there to get your loudness standards right. You can uh, add on EQ, um, uh, the kind of creative features, the... um, uh, dynamics processing, it's all in there. And like you say, you can set up one little preset that will do everything for you and, uh, and make your audio sound good. So really, really cool tips. And the command backspace, that's not one I use a lot, but what a cool tip. So that's um, essentially, yeah, you say everything can be messed around, you can be zoomed in, uh, and then you just get back to 100%. You can just see, you get that kind of bird's eye view again, do you, with command backspace? Command backspace, right above the enter return key, that one that uh, just... Uh Super easy, but I use it all the time. Brilliant. So some good features and uh, workflows and time-saving tips for Adobe Audition. Uh, But obviously you're creating audio on a regular basis. You've got a great sounding mic and you're obviously really into your audio resources and equipment. Uh, So let's talk headphones, let's talk mics, uh, mixing boards, uh, anything that maybe you take with you on the go when you're uh, recording audio on location. What are your uh, go-to resources and uh, and bits of audio gear uh, that you use when creating? creating audio? Well, my mixer is an Allen & Heath Z10. Um, I think it's a fine mixer. Right now I'm speaking to you through the Focusrite 
6i6, which is the first interface I ever bought. And it's actually still one of my favorites. I kind of use this when I just want the simple bare bones. I don't want to mess with anything that might interact or might mess with something online. So I use the 6i6, which I still love. Um, my microphone, I'm a big sure guy. I'm using the SM7B right now. And I've owned a SM58 since the ninth grade. So going on like 35 years or something. So I still think it's one of the best microphones I own. Like I absolutely, I will argue with anyone that it's at least the, this one sounds great. Um, when I travel, I typically bring that. And I also bring my Zoom 8.6, which I think is uh, like my Swiss Army knife of audio. I feel like I can do anything with that thing. And it sounds great. It doesn't sound great necessarily listening to it, monitoring, um, but the recordings sound unbelievable. Um, yeah, and I often find I headphones, just the Sony MDR 7506, the kind of ones you see in nearly every YouTube video. Um, they're now down to somewhere between 50 and under $75. I think it's a really good bargain for the comfort, and they sound, they sound good. And... Uh, Oh, and my new favorite device for um, for iPhone use, if you're making content with your iPhone, iPad, traveling, is a little interface by Sure. I think it's the MV1. MV something like that. MV1. It's a little interface. It is amazing. It's super small. It's kind of heavy and, and uh, you know, real durable. But it, it is amazingly clean. It doesn't require any power. And it powers this SM7B and my SM58 with no cloud lifter, no fed head. It's amazing. I, which my mixing board doesn't even do that. So, um, yeah, that's that's my new favorite little device. Hundred and twenty nine dollars or something like that. And it is, you plug it right into your iPhone, right into your iPad. Amazing. What about uh, I see you creating some some great uh, visual uh, video uh, pieces as well uh, with yourself? And uh, I, I'm curious um, not only to talk about the video aspect, but maybe audio for video as well. So, are you using a, a DSLR or mirrorless camera? What what are you using to create the great looking videos? I use my DSLR. Um, I have a, just a Canon T5i, um, and yeah, I use my iPhone a lot. I mean, I have the iPhone 10, which takes amazing audio um and then uh or video excuse me and audio and then uh yeah i would say for the majority i'm either using my canon like when i'm really going out to make a video i take my dslr like that's if i travel that's that's my go-to um you know i just find myself i'm in the stage now where i think a lot of content creators are is you know i'm not obsessing over getting everything just just you know the way i envision or want it like i'm really trying to create content that i'm actually going to come back and edit and you know do as opposed to creating this big project every time so um kind of about speed and swiftness right now um you know with taking time for quality and that but um I, it, it's hard to do it all right now or what what you want to do i that's guess that's nice and do you have a go-to uh video mic that you use on top of the dslr yeah, I have been using the little Rode. Um, I have a couple of Rode microphones. Um, if I'm just using on top of my DSLR, I'm using the Rode. I want to say it's the Micro. They have like three names that are nearly identical. The Micro Me, the Micro Go, and um, it's the little Micro. Um, it's 
that's usually what I would use for my iPhone. And then I have a bigger Rode Video Mic Pro, I guess, that I would use mostly for my DSLR. Definitely. Oh, this has been a really fun chat. I've really enjoyed it, Mike. So for anyone who's listening now who's uh, young and aspiring to get into this creative industry, uh, maybe creating audio or really any kind of online content, but particularly that aspiring audio content producer uh, who wants to get into this industry, what advice would you have for them? The first one, easy. Go subscribe to Mike Russell's YouTube channel. And I'm not even joking. That's the, that's the first thing I tell people, basically, if they're trying to learn podcasting and audio is to go to your channel. I mean, it's where I think I learned the most. It's where a lot of people have um, that in lynda.com. I learned a ton. So thank you. That's one thing. Um, the other thing I tell people all the time is don't mess around get the Adobe Creative Cloud subscription. Like I'm not just saying that because I'm on the audition one. I personally think it's the best $50 a month you can spend. If you're creating content, if you're podcasting, I think it's the biggest bargain. It blows my mind still. Yes, it is an investment, but find a way. It is absolutely worth it. The video, the photo, everything you're doing, you can do it in Adobe Creative Cloud and it just keeps getting better. So find a way to get that done. And then the last thing I I tell people is you can't learn everything at once. Don't rush learning it. It is when you first start, you're racing to try to figure it all out. Like you don't have to. You just need to figure out something to do the next step and then just keep building on that. It takes time. Like you, all the professionals, it took you a long time. So don't don't rush that part. Just just do what you need to get done and get started. I like that. Three really solid pieces of advice there. And yeah, particularly on the Adobe Creative Cloud. And uh, I, m- I might add that actually if you are working in video and then going over to audio or vice versa, uh, the cross-pollination of everything, the way you can go back and forth seamlessly and just you know get a clip from Premiere and just edit it in Audition and then go back and the, the clip is updated is pretty, pretty stunning. And it's getting better. I mean, it's like just keeps all the things they're doing. The more Mobile apps are getting unbelievably good. So, yeah, I I think it's an amazing bargain. Brilliant. Well, Mike, uh, thanks for joining me and inspiring others on this show. For anybody who's been listening and would like to find out more about you, where's the best place to go and find you online? My website, mikemurphy.co. That's my main site. You can find me at Mike Unplugged on Twitter, Instagram. And then you can go to my YouTube channel, just mikemurphy.co forward slash YouTube is, um, we'll get you to my YouTube channel and, um, I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, it was a total honor to be with you today, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, Mike. I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and giving us some of your knowledge on the show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. That concludes this episode. Would you like an extra chance to win the awesome audio gear giveaway? Hit subscribe and review this podcast, then email the details to podcast at mrc.fm for an extra entry into the awesome audio gear giveaway. Good luck.